Open your Bibles this morning to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22. James 1, 22 says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. I had this thought a couple of weeks ago, what doers do not do. And last week we talked about that doers do not worry. And I didn't get quite finished with that, so how many of you believe God for, for me to get the rest of it out with the help of the Lord? Hallelujah. I like to pray like Donnie Moore prayed. Lord, help in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Amen. Now, in Matthew, the sixth chapter and the 25th verse, Jesus said, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Literally, what he's saying, take no anxious thought. What are you going to eat or drink or what are you going to wear? What you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. I like this uh, quote by George Mueller. He said this, The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith, and the beginning of faith is the end of anxiety. How many of you like that? (coughs) So we know that an anxious heart will weigh us down. It will cause us to go through life with the load that God does not want us to carry. In Proverbs 12:25, you don't need to turn there. In one translation, it says, An anxious heart weighs a man down. Now, that word weigh there means to choke or to strangle. Now, we know that in Mark chapter 4, Jesus said that the cares of this life, when they enter into our life, choke the word, and it causes the word to become unfruitful or unproductive in our lives. We want the Word producing in our lives. And if the Word of God is going to produce in our lives, we cannot afford the cares of this life to choke us out and to choke us down. In verse 26, he says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Now, what this is saying to us is that worry is unhelpful. It can't make you taller. It can't make you shorter. It can't make you live longer. Worry cannot change your past. It cannot do anything about the future. Someone said it this way. Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but won't get you anywhere. How many of you know it won't pay your bills? It won't heal your body? It won't get you that job? So we need to put a stop to worry. In verse 28, it says, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much clothe you, O you of little faith? I believe I'm looking at a congregation of people full of great faith. And a person with great faith says, I'm going to eat and I'm going to have clothes to wear. And my loved ones are going to eat and my loved ones are going to have clothes to wear. Verse 31, therefore take no thought saying. This is the way that we take the enemy's thoughts is we begin to verbalize them. Instead of taking his thoughts, let's take God's thoughts, believe them, speak them, act upon them, and he will watch over them to perform it in our lives. 
So don't take the thoughts of the enemy declaring, what am I going to eat, drink, what am I going to wear? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But here's what we're doing. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Your clothes will be added to you. Your housing will be added to you. What you're going to wear shall be added to you. Whatever you need in life, God will see to it that your need is met when we seek first the kingdom of God. And part of seeking first the kingdom of God is living a worry-free life. Doers of God's word do not worry. We cannot adequately seek first the kingdom of God in our lives with worry and care weighing us down. And then in verse 35, again, Jesus begins to say this again. Therefore, take no thought. He wants us to get it. Don't take any thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. How many of you have ever heard of a lady by the name of Cory Ten Boom? Cory Ten Boom was a mighty, mighty woman of God. And I want to read to you something she said. She said, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. And then she went on to say this, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Basically what this is saying, have faith for your future. Put your future in the hands of God. You may not know what the future holds, but He knows the end from the beginning. So as you place your trust in God, you can have faith that your future is bright. Look at your neighbor and say, my future is bright. Look at your other neighbor and say, your future is bright. Now listen, when it comes to living free of worry, there are two vital principles that I want to share. Number one, taking control of your thought life. Your mind is your mind. And what you allow in your mind is in your control. Contrary to what a lot of people think, they think, well, I just cannot control my thought life. That's because you have not developed and you have not trained your mind to be set on Him. For to be spiritually minded, a spiritual mind is a mind that is connected with God's Word, which is spirit and is life. And so as you connect your mind to your spirit and God's spirit food, amen, it will bring life and peace into your life. Say it with me, my mind 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 is my mind mind. and my soul soul. is off limits, limits. no trespassing, trespassing. Mr. Devil, Devil. that means you. you. So then we have control of what we think on. See, worrying is meditating on the lies of the enemy, but faith is meditating on the truth of God's Word. Now notice what Jesus said in John chapter 14. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now you and I are the understood subject of that sentence where he says, Let not, he's saying, You let not. 
You see, if our heart is troubled, who let it be troubled? We let it be troubled. It is a choice. It is in your control. When life seems to be going out of control, keep your eyes on the instruments of God's word and you will be able to fly safely through turbulent times and the storms of this life. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, keep your eyes on him. Now notice in John 14, 27, he says, peace I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you, that I bequeath to you. This peace that I give you is not as the world gives, give I unto you. Now we know this, that the world has a sense, a a, a false sense of peace. Many get their peace from their bank account. Many get their peace found in a bottle. Others get their peace found in relationships or even pills. But this peace that the world gives is passing. But the peace that Jesus gives will never fade away. He has given us heaven's peace for earthly pressures. And so he says, my peace I give unto you. This peace that I give unto you is not as the world gives, giving unto you. And then he says, do not allow your hearts to be troubled. Again, this is your responsibility. This is in our control to not let our hearts be troubled. And then he says, neither let them be afraid. And I love the next word. He says, stop allowing yourself to be agitated. Have you noticed when fear and worry comes to our lives, many times it brings agitation. And many times it brings frustration. And so what Jesus is saying to us this morning, stop it. I've given you the power. I've given you the ability to bind on earth those things that bring agitation and frustration into your life. I've given you the word of God, which brings revelation and transformation and will allow my will to be done in your life big time. Amen. Stop it. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. We've got heaven's backup. Now, whatever we release on earth, whatever we loose on earth is backed up in heaven. So on one hand, we bind the thoughts of the enemy. We put a stop on them in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our mind. We speak to our lives and we say, peace be still. We put a stop on that. And on the other hand, we release the word of God. We release the anointing. We release the blood of Jesus and we proclaim freedom in our soul. Amen? We're talking about soul control. Amen? Soul control. It is in your power. It is in your control what you allow in your lives. Amen? Now, pressures are going to come. Anxieties are going to come. I mean, it's just the way that life is. It's going to come on you. But pressures and worry and fear coming on you is a lot different than pressures and fear and worry coming into you. You know, Brother Hagin said this years ago, and I can't improve on it. He says, you can't do anything about the birds of the air flying over your head, but you can sure do something about letting them build a nest in your hair. 
Amen? You know, sometimes in California, we have some pretty strong winds. Uh, the wind may be blowing upon your roof of your house. But you see, the wind blowing on the roof of your house is different than the wind blowing in your kitchen. Amen? And so you do not have to let what is on this world and in this world into your life. Amen? Stop allowing yourself to be agitated. I think sometimes we just need to put our foot down. And we need to say, enough is enough. There's not going to be any more of that going on in my life. Like we sang last week, we're not going to take it. Amen? Glory to God. Say it with me, for the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Now I do want to look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. And I want you to notice this this, uh, these verses of scriptures, how that we must do our part. And when we do our part, he will do his part. Now notice in verse six, I want you to read that with me. Ready, please read. Be careful for nothing, but in everything. So that is our responsibility not to be careful or full of care about anything. Also, it's our responsibility, like we said last week, if I'm not going to worry, then what am I going to do? I tell you what we need to do. We need to pray and be thankful along with our prayers and be people of high praise. So this is our part. In other words, if you're facing a situation, you need to say, Lord, I... I cast the care of this completely entire into your hands. Now I'm praying about it. And then I'm just thanking you ahead of time that things are working out for my good. Now notice with me in verse 7. We will never get verse 7 until we do verse 6. And here's what verse 7 says. And this is God's part. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, what's it going to do? She'll keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. That word keep there means to guard. So this is God's responsibility. Giving your cares to Him positions you, positions you to have His peace. And His peace passes all understanding. Amen? But then, in verse 8, He tells us how to keep it. How I many of you know there's a counterattack that comes many times? In verse 8, he gives us his list on how to keep and how to maintain peace. He says, finally, my brothers, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things. This is God's list. This is God's list. The Word of God meets every requirement there in verse 8. Think the thoughts of God. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. So this is the way to maintain your peace and to keep your cool. We could say. And I just want to advise you 
on a daily basis to take a couple of scriptures that you can think on all day long. Now, I'm not talking about you thinking on it, you know, 24 hours during the day, but I'm talking about thinking about it from time to time throughout the course of the day. You know, oftentimes uh, we get a little bit uh, over-exuberant or a little bit grandiose thinking, okay, we're going to think about 40 scriptures today. And it's easy to kind of get into a, a treadmill of works and, oh, I didn't say this and I didn't say that. No, start with two. Start with two scriptures. I've picked out two scriptures today that I'm going to think about and speak about all day long. Amen. One is Matthew eight seventeen, which says, Himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. The other one is Philippians four nineteen. Somebody says, How come you are meditating on Matthew eight seventeen? Are you sick? No, I'm not sick, and I don't plan on being sick either. See, you don't have to wait until the crisis comes. You don't have to wait until the bill collectors come to start thinking the thoughts of God. If you will think the thoughts of God, it will strengthen you in your spirit so the sickness, when it comes, it dies instantly. Amen. So I'm thinking about, I'm dwelling on, I'm letting Matthew eight seventeen dwell in me richly. I'm setting my mind not on sickness and disease, but I'm setting my mind on Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth me. And then during the course of the day, I may just lift up one hand and say, Lord, I thank you that you took my infirmities and you bore my sicknesses. Lord, I thank you what you took, I don't need to take. And what you bore, I don't need to bear. Amen? Amen. See, when you start small, the revelation will get bigger and bigger. Amen? Amen. Now, the other scripture that I'm thinking about is the book of, from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 19. Now, we can quote it, and it's good to be able to quote it, but it's even better to be able to meditate on it. See, the word meditate means to mutter. Rotterham's translation says that meditation means to talk to yourself. So I'm talking to myself all day long, Philippians 4.19. I'm just saying what God's Word said about me and my situation and the church I pastor. I've chosen to do that. I've chosen for these thoughts to control my thinking. I'm not going to think about debt. I'm not going to think about lack. I'm going to think about my God. My God. But my God. You know, he's your God too. But my God shall supply all our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Woo! You're my God. So all day long during the course of this Sunday, what is it? July the 21st, 2019, all day long. I'm going to say and think, He supplies all of our needs. He's been faithful to me, and He supplies all my individual needs. He supplies all the needs of this church, and He does it in abundance according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, what scripture could you latch on today? What scripture could you let roll around in your mind? What scripture could you think about today? What scripture uh, do you need to apply to your life? See, this is mastering your mind. 
Instead of your mind mastering you, you are mastering your mind because you have a mindset that's set upon the Word of God. Amen? Somebody says, well, you're talking about mind control. Absolutely, I'm talking about you controlling your mind under the control of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and the good Word of God. What scripture could you think about today? Somebody says, well, you know what, Pastor, I'm feeling a little weak today. I'm feeling, you know, but I just don't feel real strong today. Here's a scripture for you. Simple. Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Say it with me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Could you think about that? Instead of worrying about your loved ones that are not saved yet, what could you think on? You could think on this scripture. I called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll be saved and my whole household will be saved. Instead of seeing them on the road of destruction, seeing them, see them on the road to the altar. Hallelujah. There are scriptures that you can think of. There are scriptures that you can battle fear and worry with. Hallelujah. Amen. Another scripture that you could think about is that you're anointed. Say with me, I'm anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. I am anointed. He has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Amen. One scripture that I let control my thought life when I was going through drug addiction and going through treatment, when they let me out of the hospital and gave me a pass to go into the Twin Cities, I was riding on that Greyhound bus station. And I heard about all these guys that got their pass and went out and got drunk, went out and shot up, went out and snorted. But I caught a hold of a scripture, Philippians 4.13. And I said it over and over and over again. It began to control my thought life. Begin to control my mind. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know what, Jamar? I made it through that day. And I made it through that weekend without drinking, without snorting, without short, without shooting. And it's been 44, 45 years later. And I ain't done it since. I'm telling you, folks, God is no respecter of persons. And scriptures will do for you what it's done for me. The truth will woo, the truth will set you free. And the truth will keep you free. Amen. Amen. Think the thoughts of God. And then verse 9. Here's what will happen. He goes back to doing his part in Philippians 4.19. Those things which you have both learned. Are you learning anything today? Are you receiving anything today? Are you hearing anything today? Those things that you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And what will happen? That's not strong enough. And the God... Passion Translation says this, Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. 
in all things. I mean, on the job, he's going to be with you in all things. Hallelujah. The difficult report comes in. The God of peace is with you in all things. Everywhere you go, from the top of your day to the end of your day, and everywhere in between, the God of peace is with you. Amen. And Psalm 55, it says this in verse 22. Cast your burden. Cast. Almost sounds like casting out devils. Well, how many of you know burdens can be devilish? Cast them. Throw your burdens on the Lord. And He will sustain you. Did you know that your healing is connected to you not worrying about the sickness and disease? Cast it over on God. I love what Rick Renner said in his book, Sparkling Gems in the Greek. And he, he does a beautiful job and breaking down 1 Peter 5, 7. He says, we're not designed to carry the burden of worry, fretting and anxiety. The load is simply too much for the human body and the central nervous system to tolerate. We may be able to manage it for a while, but eventually the physical body and mind will begin to break down under that type of perpetual pressure. In fact, the medical world has confirmed that the major source of sickness in the world, in the Western Hemisphere rather, is stress and pressure. Man was, not, was simply not fashioned to carry pressures, stresses, anxieties, and worries. This is the reason his body breaks down when it undergoes these negative influences for too long. What's the Holy Spirit saying to us today? Unload your burdens. The Amplified says, Casting your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. Releasing the weight of those burdens over on Him is the opposite of us holding on to them. And the Bible says that He will sustain us. He'll keep you. He'll nourish you. He'll hold you. He'll provide for you. He will guard you and He will guide you. I like what the TPT says, the Passion Translation. And I don't think they have it here, but are you ready to shout right now? He says, so here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord. Now notice the rest of this. And measureless Grace will strengthen you. Glory. Measureless grace. Grace upon grace. Layer upon layer. Heap upon heap. Grace, measureless, is going to strengthen you. There is strength in the grace of God. For whatever we face, His grace is sufficient for us. And all that is required is to leave your cares and anxieties at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Is that good news? I speak word of grace over all of you. I declare great graces upon you all week long in the name of Jesus. For whatever you face, I prophesy great and measureless grace over your life. Amen. So what have we said thus far? 
We said number one, if we're going to live free of worry, there are two vital principles. Number one, we must take control of our thought life. And then lastly, we must give control. We must give control. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Notice this in the Amplified Version. I want you to read it with me if you would. Ready, read. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him, for He cares for you affectionately and watches about you watchfully. Isn't that good news? This is the second principle of living free from worry is give Him control. When you and I realize that quite frankly there's just some things that are too big for us. Having the humility and the awareness that I can't fix this. Come on. I can't fix that person. Trying to be the healer is a very frustrating dead end. Trying to be El Shaddai to someone in, in, in someone's life is not your job. You cannot meet people's needs. You cannot fix people. And worrying about them will not fix anything. It just, quite frankly, makes it worse. But I know somebody who can do something about this. You can't, but he can. So what are you going to do, pastor? I'm going to give it to him. I want to close with an illustration about aviation. You know, in aviation, uh, most jets, most airplanes require two pilots, right? You know, if you fly today, say, from San Francisco to Atlanta. We had some people just go to Atlanta recently. Uh, You're not going to get on a jet and just have one pilot. You're going to have a pilot and you're going to have a co-pilot. Is that correct? And so in the cockpit, their duties are different. One of the, the, the pilot is the one who takes control of the aircraft. The co-pilot is there to monitor what's taking place. In other words, there cannot be any uncertainty on who's got it. Now, ten years ago, there was a flight that left Rio de Janeiro, and it was on its way to Paris, France. And about halfway through the flight, it was pitch dark out at night. About halfway through the flight, uh, all of a sudden, things begin to go wrong, and, and the autopilot went off, and next thing they know, it was in their control. Now, that specific jet didn't have the, like this, what do you call that, the throttle? It had joysticks, one on the right and one on the left. And so there were two pilots. Now, when that began to happen, the one on the right began to get extremely fearful and he panicked. And what he did is he took that joystick, he took that and he pulled it all the way back. And in pulling it all the way back, it brought the jet up like this. They couldn't tell. And if, you, if a jet stays up and keeps climbing and climbing and climbing, sooner or later, the jet's going to stall. And that's exactly what happened. 
And so the guy on the left, the pilot on the left, recognized what was going on. And he said, my controls, my controls, my controls. But the guy on the right wouldn't let it go. He wouldn't relinquish control. He kept holding it back. And the other pilot was pushing it forward. The jet was falling at 10,000 feet per minute. And they had three and a half minutes before they pancaked into the ocean. And he kept saying, my controls, my controls. But he wouldn't relinquish the control. And you all know what happened. That jet pancaked into the ocean. Why? Because he wouldn't let go of that death grip. And in life, you and I are on a flight pattern. I said, we're on a flight pattern. And how many of you know, you don't want Jesus, the son of the living God, to be your (laughs) co-pilot. In life, you may hear him say, too big for you. My controls, my controls. Give it to me. Relinquish the care. Let go of the weight. Cast the burden it of it over on me for I am the I am the Alpha and the Omega I am the beginning and the end I know the end from the beginning I've already gone before you and made a way when seemingly there is no way just give it to me let go and let me and you'll make it to the other side hallelujah We've got to let go. Let go. You can't fix that child. You can't do it. You can't meet that need. You're not God. But we know who God is. And God is God. And God don't ever change. Come on, somebody. So as you let go and allow God to do what He does best, and you trust Him, you will see blue skies. You will see the manifestation of His goodness in your life. I'm telling you, folks, just stop allowing your heart to be discouraged. Stop carrying the cares of this life. Did you get anything out of this this morning? Glory to God. Father, we thank You. We thank You. That you are more than, more than enough. Many have there been the time in my life in ministry where there's been some things that are way too big for me. You know what I do? I just give it to him. And you know what you can do? You can give it to him too. And you can go to the rock that is higher than you. You can place it in the hands of the eternal God who loves you and cares for you and will work on your situation even while you sleep. Amen? See, as believers, what we need to do is give it to Him and then rest. Rest. In Hebrews it says this, they which have believed do enter into rest. I'm telling you folks, there's rest and there's peace beyond this world available to everybody here this morning. Amen. Stand up, everybody. I'm going to ask PT to come. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
raise up your hands with me today. And let's declare this in the name above every name. My mind is my mind. I declare that I have the mind of the anointed one and his anointing. I have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. Put your hand over your heart and say this with me all week long. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to think about what God's Word says about me and my life. I release heaven's power, heaven's measureless grace to strengthen me in my race. Hallelujah. Now I cast, I relinquish the controls. I let it go. All my burdens, all my cares, all my anxieties over on you. Thank you, Lord, that you support me, that you uphold me by the mighty word of your power. And my confession from here on out is I'm a doer of the word. And as a doer of the word, I don't worry. I'm carefree. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't. I don't have a care. I'm not yielding to care. I'm not yielding to fear. I am faith-filled. I am fear-free. And this week, I'll walk in glory and walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen.